0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to my Father's Day edition of Dads, the Steelers and their kids. I'm Matt Peverell, one of the co-hosts of Steelers Touch Down Under, the host of Steelers War Room, which airs on a Wednesday. And I'm coming to you live for this, you know, for this special. Uh, we did these, we did sort of Christmas specials and I think it's exciting that you're hearing from Jeff and and Mark, I think, has submitted theirs already and they've and been published. So you can go listen to theirs right now if you happen to have stumbled across mine first. And I think they're going to be very different to to sort of my... <laughs> Father's Day version. I'm going to be a bit different to a lot of people in their experience with the Pittsburgh Steelers and their dads. My dad's not a Steelers fan, and in fact, therefore, I don't run a risk of you know him probably listening to this one. He's a Washington fan, um, you know, and a sort of because they've been doing so poorly, you know, for so long now, he kind of relies on me to talk about them when he's asking, you know, about you know different parts of the NFL, and you know, he obviously do, does know that I've got, you know worked these two podcasts and YouTube shows, and occasionally write for the website and what have you my dad still played a really key role in why I'm a Pittsburgh Steeler fan and equally why I'm excited one day about being a dad, hopefully myself, and, and being able to, you know, nurture that relationship, um, you know, when it comes to sport with my, with my future kids, whether they're, whether they're boys, whether they're girls, um, you know, regardless, it doesn't, you know, gender doesn't come into play, but, you know, your love of sport does and, you know, that connectedness and that feeling like you're part of something bigger. So if we rewind the tape a bit, I, I come from a family with two separated parents. Um, I grew up mostly with my mom. I saw my dad, you know, most weeks, you know, I was able to see him for a bit of time, but, you know, I had a very separate sort of family. But when I turned six years old, I it actually was, yeah, it was different. It was six years old. I was, I think it was about February, it wouldn't have to be February or March. And I came home from school and my mom came home from work and she said to me, um, or pick me up from after school care, whatever it was. And she said to me, Next week, next Thursday, you're going to, to football training. And I, and I remember thinking football training. And obviously, I'd, I I must have watched, you know, different sport and what have you, but I didn't really know what that meant. Now, in Australia, football is now probably what we what you call soccer over there in the US. But when I was growing up, it meant one of the rugby sports or in Victoria, it's, and today it still means, you know, Aussie rules football, which many of you will be familiar with. So my mum my said, yeah, you're going to go play football. And I kind of knew the Wallabies, the national team, but I don't think it, I don't think it really had sunk in what it meant. But she said, You're gonna go play football. Um, you know, your your dad played it, your uncle played it, um, and that was actually her brother who played it. And and my grandfather, my late grandfather who passed last year, he played it too, and he was, you know very close to, you know, playing, um, you know, rugby union turned professional in the nineties, believe it or not. And, you know, he was very close to sort of playing in what would be considered a, a pro level of football back in the 1950s and played with a lot of guys that went on to represent nationally, um, you know, but he picked his, his studies over the extra training that was required even back then, almost 70 years ago now. Um, so I went, and, I went and did this, and, and and went to play football. And I started at a position that, you know, on offense would be like an offensive lineman or and on defense would be like defensive tackle. And, you know, I played, you know, for plus 13 years and, you know, moved all around the field to more of an outside linebacker, tight end sort of role. Um, If you're playing both sides of the football, even, you know, from quite a wide receiver sort of style role as well to a fullback style role, um, you know, in, in my playing career. But what stuck with me was that, that, that was something my mom was able to give to me. And, you know, I know we're talking about Father's Day, but there was a legacy with my with my father. My father was a natural sportsman, um, you know, much a better sportsman than I. I had to work. I was one of those sorts of players that, you know, had to really work with everything they got that I had to grow into my body. Um, a lot. My father was a a fantastic um, cricketer, um, you know, and if you look at it from a baseball baseball example, he would have, you know, been in, you know, the, the varsity team, you know, in his as as a freshman into into high school. So, you know, and he was a really good high jumper. When he was eighteen, he he jumped um, two meters fifteen. Um, and my dad's about just on um, just a tad under six foot five, but very athletic. So he could jump two fifteen. He jumped it in the playground in competition. He jumped about two o three. Um, but he was always one of those people that was better, you know, when his mates were egging him on and his mates were sort of challenging him to see what he could do. And it got to the point where at the time they had two meter um only a two meter sort of frame for the high jump at, at the school that he and i both went to and you know they had to get phone the, the story goes they had to put phone books underneath for him to be able to jump it but he didn't want to keep training after he left school because he sort of said look the the commonwealth games um qualifier you know is about 215 and then the olympic games at the time was about 218 you know this is the early 80s so he said i was i was not going to have a jump more than that so i didn't bother um, you know but rugby he was terrifically good at as well and so there was this legacy for me that you know i sort of sat there with my family and and my father and my grandfather and and you know in something to live up to and i I had that really hanging over my head and i went to a um all boys private school i was lucky enough to go to a a fantastic school that gave me a fantastic all-round education but it was one of those ones very british style where you know if you were in the top sports teams, it was looked very favorably and what have you, and I was sort of had this shadow that always hung over my head. but the one thing that my dad and I had was that we'd watch and my dad and I are very different sides of politics we're very different on on a lot of you know social issues as well um you know we 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 take very different approaches to things, but the one thing that unites us is sport now and for that locally, that's very much always been um, basketball. You know, he's a massive Boston Celtics fan, um, and he instilled basketball in me from a very young age. He was a massive Michael Jordan fan at the same time, which for some people might be a bit of a juxtaposition, but I remember the Bulls growing up. There's photos of him and I, you know, in, in Bulls gear or, you know, standing next to it. There's one with a theme park where we we're standing next to a cutout of Michael Jordan um, and what have you. So he, he created this love of sport for me. And what I don't think he would have ever realized was that that would manifest ma- manifest itself in the Pittsburgh Steelers. It has manifested itself in the Manly Seagulls rugby league team that Mark and I both follow. Um, that's Mark and my co-host, who Steelers touchdown under and, and, you know, dad and I love going to the sidelines and what happened, but the experience that we have together in that I can only imagine would be the same. We would have if we were Pittsburgh Steelers fans and, you know, and, and by that, I mean, obviously I'm a Pittsburgh Steel fan, but if we were Pittsburgh Steel fans living, you know, in and around Pittsburgh or living in Maryland, like, you know, Dave and, and, you know, Rich and, and Jeff and bad, you know, and going to games, you know, dad and I both live on the other side of Sydney. We're about an hour and a half's drive, um, you know, to Brookvale over, which is the home of the Manly Seagulls. And we go up there to watch them or we go to the away games that are closer, um, you know, and, and that's what we really enjoy doing together. And, you know, I was lucky enough to go to Heinz Field for the Bills game week 15. I've talked about it a lot, 2019. And, um, you know, I remember talking to dad about that and and he was just like, oh, he was in awe of it because he's been to some baseball games over in the US. I think he's been to some hockey games as well when he um, was in Canada for a little bit do I don't think he's been to an American football game. And for me, it's a real dream to go over there when borders open up again. And, you know, if the Steelers are playing the, you know, the Washington team, whatever they are called at that point in time, can he and I catch a game, um, you know, or, you know, can we drive out to Washington and maybe I can connect with some of my, my BTSC colleagues if we do that. But, The one thing about my dad as well is that I talk about that shadow. I talk about that shadow and, you know, it was one of those ones where, you know, and it got me thinking about this when I was listening to the Scobros who had Sam Highsmith on Alex Highsmith's dad this week. And, you know, they he, I think Alex is really lucky. He had a dad that was really in there talking about his games. My dad was so good that when he played that, I rarely got told I played a good game. And I would always ask him after game, how did I play dad? And he'd be like, How do you think you played? And that I found really difficult. You know, he was never not encouraging. He never told me I played terribly. He was very anti not fighting on on the football field as well. Um, you know, he was very much, you know, you play clean, but you play hard. And, you know, that was something that I really needed to learn because I played one season when I was 15, 16, where I had a lot of teammates that you know, we, we when we would get frustrated, they'd start you know these scuffles or these scraps, and you know it wasn't it wasn't in the spirit of the game. But I had a couple of those great moments too, where you know I got off the field and I knew I'd played a great game, and i had been playing at the top level. And uh, and he'd say, "How do you think you played?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I played terribly." And he'd go, "What?" I remember one of them when I was 16, you went, what? You were the best player on that field by a country mile. Um, and that's a saying we have down under, and uh, it might be, you might have it the same in the US, but a country mile is a lot longer than a, than a city mile, um, you know, from that perspective. But going back to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think for me, I've been able to grow into this massive NFL fan, um, you know, over the last sort of 15 years, uh, I think it's coming to now, and a massive Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know, for the best part of the the last decade. The thing I'm really excited about is, you know, I'm growing and getting older, you know, I'll be married in a couple of years time, um, you know, but what's the relationship that I get to have with my children when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, when we when we got engaged, I almost ordered just just to have one ready. Um, you know, no matter how many years it was, and we knew it would be a few years at least. But you know, have a you know a terrible towel, you know, baby onesie just sitting there because you know I can't wait to be able to buy my kids those jerseys, and I can't wait to instill in them the tradition of that we have in Australia of waking up at three a.m. or pulling them out of school on a Friday afternoon to take them to a pub to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers play. You know, that's one of the things that I'm so excited to be able to do as a, as a hopefully being a dad in the future and having that relationship. And so that's one of the the great things about being a fandom and is how, and you know, about fandom and being a fan is how do you share that, you know, with your children and you don't know what sort of the way they're going to take it either. You know, my parent, you know, my family, my father, my grandfather shared with me being a a, a football, like you know, a rugby fan, they didn't necessarily ever think that my main fandom, my main sport that I'd follow would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. But what they instilled in me is like what it is to be a fan, you know, backing your team, win, you know, loss or draw, you know, and you you see the sort of preference we give there because in Australia, we don't particularly love draws, but I don't think anyone does, but we particularly don't They're really a loss for us, but yeah, it's just that, what it means to be a fan, supporting that team, respecting that Jersey things like I will never have my last name on the back of a sports Jersey. I do have one on one of my, um, Arsenal football jerseys because it's a, it's a classic Jersey. Um, and it's not really a Jersey. It's more of a jumper, but I would never get my name, um, put on the back of a sports Jersey because I believe the only person who has the right to do that is a person that's worn it playing professionally. So that you know, that's another interesting thing about what they've taught me about fandom. So people are always like, oh, you have, you have a Peveril Steelers jersey. No, I do not have a Peveril stu- Steelers jersey. I will never own one. Um, that's just not what I'm going to do because I don't believe in it. And And it's those sorts of things and that tradition that's passed on. Things like you know um, pregame you know rituals or pregame food that we like to eat you know sometimes when it's a big game particularly soup bowl i'll put on things like wings and you know brisket and what have you but then in other times when it's you know not those sorts of things i'll put on more of the australian food that we have like sausage rolls or eat a meat pie or you know have a bacon and egg roll um if it's early so you know i even eat my wheat bix a classic australian cereal um you know while I'm watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's just this really weird international sort of fandom. But I'm excited to one day hopefully get to take my dad over to the, to the States to watch, you know, some games. I'm excited to be a dad and to take my family there, you know, and and really experience what that is with Heinz Field. We loved it as a couple, my fiance and I, when we went, you know, we're so excited for what that fandom means, you know, and yeah, I'm, very envious in many ways of some of my btsc colleagues that they're able to now enjoy that with their with their children because i think when you're a pittsburgh steeler fan it translates everything and, and we we talk about the family that is btsc a lot you know, and, you know, there's father figures, you know, for Mark and I, I mean, I don't want to talk for Mark, but, you know, talking to guys like Dave and bad and what have you, they're kind of like BTSC sort of, you know, father figures for us, you know, you know, I take a lot of guidance and things that Mike Tomlin talks to, you know, you watch the old documentaries and what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler with stuff like, you know, with players like Joe Green and John Stallworth and, you know, Lynn Swan and, and what have you. And it just, you know, there's some real guidance in, in what can be achieved there. And I just can't wait to be able to impart that steel of fandom on my children. You know, I I'm also very lucky that I've got a dad that, you know, even now is very supportive of what I do with the podcast. He can't believe that we're on the other side of the world and we're doing this, but he, he said, you know, you know, I know you're pretty good at everything when it comes to media, so it must be good and what have you, but Yeah. To all those out there, as all those Steeler dads as they celebrate Father's Day, Steeler grandfathers, Steeler father figures, Steeler godfathers, to those that are young Steeler dads or that are Steeler dads waiting to be, you know, it's up to you to put your individual spin on what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. What it is, you know, to share that experience with that person that you're that father or father figure to, and and with. Thanks so much for listening to my thoughts, my experiences with dads and Steeler fans.